I'm Collier Landry. And I'm Brenda Fisher. And this is Moving Past Murder. And on today's Moving Past Murder, Brenda has had an epiphany. And Brenda, what is that epiphany? I have realized there aren't very many happy stories in the true crime, you know, genre here. Yes. Recently, I spoke to Rebecca Reisner, who is writing that Forensic Files book. Yes. And we were discussing my sort of obsession with people's obsession over true crime. And... Have my life be about true crime. It was sort of like an inherited sort of thing. It's yes, like it just kind of happened. It just kind of happened, and it wasn't by choice. And we came to that sort of understanding. Yes. So you kind of just you know have to go with it and lean in, and you just kind of fell into it. And as the book that I gave you for our holiday festivus season says, sometimes you just need to calm the fuck down. Yes. And on that note, let's get into it. Let's do it. So, Brenda, there, I was going to say what has really happened. A lot's happened, and it's the holidays, and I feel like people are going crazy. Yes, people are crazy, and and I have to say, you know, I'm probably one of them because I was uh, in line in the drive-thru at Starbucks on Friday, and I felt the necessity to tell a woman how selfish and entitled she was because she felt like she could just pull up to the drive-up line and, you know, get in front of like five people and and it was okay but if you're in the car were you in the car mm-hmm. in the drive through line yes and did yes. she cut through or did she get out of the car and just walk to the window um no so how because i would do that that's a call your move oh lord god help us all but but they don't serve me they never serve me you know they'd be like who's this crazy guy right yeah. to... anyway no it's the way that my particular starbucks happens to operate you have your drive-through line and you have your respectful people that all realize that it all starts at the street. But you can also enter into the Starbucks parking oh. lot from another side. Well, that's for people who need to park. Well, you need to realize that there is this giant line that goes way out down the street. Um, you're not just going to pull up and cut in front of everybody. You really should just pass through and get in line and you should realize and you can see it as you're waiting at the light to go into the parking lot. Yeah. You can see this giant line that's in the drive-thru. And if you can't see that or aren't paying attention, there's something wrong with you. So I'm trying to tell this woman, one, she's not going to pull in front of me. And two, there are tons of people behind her. And she was like, what are you talking about? Oh my God. She has her windows down and I'm like yelling at her. It's really great that you feel so entitled that you're going to cut in front of all these people in line. And she knew. She knew what she was doing. And it's just rude. And I said to the lovely Starbucks girl, we call her eyelashes because she's got gorgeous eyelashes, that's mm-hmm. standing out because she's actually using her iPad and taking oh, orders. Oh, so it's a proactive Yeah, Starbucks trying to situation. trying to facilitate. And I'm like, do not let this woman in. She knows she's cutting people off. And... 
And the thing is, she did. She just cut right in, and the people behind me honked at her. And you yeah, tipped off eyelashes. I did. I tipped off eyelashes. But, did eyelash... but she didn't do anything she because do anything I think cause... she, one, she doesn't make enough money to she deal make with enough these money people. To deal with these people, come on. No. She's like. So this particular Starbucks really needs a security person that has some authority that can tell people, listen, go get in the back of the line like everybody else. I just went to Whole Foods earlier today mm-hmm. and I've discovered that my Whole Foods has a security guy yeah. and it's actually really good because he also is good at keeping people in line because those parking lots, there, there was this like parody video like 10 years ago or something mm-hmm. and this guy who worked at Whole Foods did it, did it literally at my Whole Foods, which is on Lincoln and it's in uh, Santa Monica on the border of Venice. Mm-hmm. And literally, I don't know if you ever saw this video. It's called It's Getting Real in the Whole Foods Parking Lot. Oh, Lord. And he did a music video. And it was wildly successful. It was like an <laughs> underground thing. And then everybody, it blew up. And this is pre, like, TikTok. This is, yeah. in, but it was on YouTube. And it just blew up. Interesting. And people, and he, of course, got fired for doing it because he didn't have permission to do what? it. And they filmed it after hours. And he was like a manager. He got fired. But I'm sure it, I'm sure it ended up parlaying into something much better. I think, I think it did. Interesting. So that gives me it was an about idea. the fights. It was about the fights that, yeah. that go on because people will, will literally oh, yeah. fight over parking spots. Yeah. So in Whole Foods, there's security and it has not gotten real there lately. But what you are, what this mm-hmm. woman did yeah. um, that you were reporting to eyelashes is mm-hmm. it's a term that I learned and it's a true crime thing. He or she did is called OJ. And when I first came to California, and we're talking like late 90s, I came out to visit a friend that I went to college with when I was in music school, and he was from out here. He's, he introduced me to the OJing technique, mm-hmm. which I guess is what, what's his name that was driving the juice? Yeah. Anyways, so like you, Bronco. what he would do is he would find the nicest car like a Mercedes, like a car that you wouldn't want to get messed up, and he would cut them all, like cut mm-hmm. in front of them. And I do it all the time on the freeway, especially like when you're going through downtown on the 110 to the right. 101 interchange. That's a perfect place because if you've got to get on the 101 heading into Hollywood or the 101 downtown, the, <laughs> the way that that freeway is designed, I mean, it's been written about and it's yeah. been, I'm sure, in many a song because you, there's only one lane to get in. So yeah. you have to, it's a perfect spot to OJ. So I'm always like, okay, who's got the Tesla? Who's got the Mercedes, the AMG that I can cut in front of or a big box truck because those take a while to shift up so i know i can just kind of go you know right and i've got like a stainless i got like a big rugged rear bumper so nobody wants to hit me because it's just gonna you know it's gonna screw up their car so anyways she oj'd that's the whole she oj'd OJ'd at the starbucks line so brenda there's a lot been going on lately in this sort of true crime universe it's everywhere it's insanity galaine maxwell is mm-hmm. on trial in New York City. Yes. For mm-hmm. sex trafficking, young girls, yes. just craziness with Jeffrey Epstein. Right. What's happening with that? Well, you know, the insanity of it all is that 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 I can't wrap my head around is here's this woman who comes from wealth, who has a name. She was like a British socialite, right? Oh, like she was somebody. Huge. Right? Huge. Okay. And like her father bought newspaper here in New York, and and that's why she came out to New York to help him with this paper, you know, paper that he purchased. Um, and she was high society. She went to all the big parties. She knew all the big people. 
very connected. So Jeffrey Epstein really didn't have anything until she introduced him to all these people and got him, you know, into the social circle as well. So she introduces him to the social circle. This is this guy that's supposed to be her boyfriend, but what he's, she's Wait, doing. Hold on, hold, hold on. Jeffrey Epstein was her boyfriend? Was her boyfriend. Yes. See, I know nothing about this other than he yes. was a creeper. Oh, yeah. And he went to, you know, he went to prison and then like a month later he was dead. Yeah, he was murdered. Suicide. Suicide because of the people that he was helping, you know, feed these girls to that Gaylene was. Oh, you think he was whacked? Oh, totally. He was whacked. 100%. You don't think he just did himself in? No. Mm -hmm. He was whacked. He I think he was whacked too. He so. knew too much about too I'm not many a conspiracy theory important person. people who he was trafficking these girls to that Gaylene was helping him collect. And the sad thing was is that a lot of these girls, you know, got involved with them because they trusted her. You know, they she made them feel safe and, you know, like, oh, well, she's this person, so she must be good. Um, and then she would bring these girls in, what's the word, just taken away from everyone so that, you know, they could control the narrative with these oh, girls. Oh, well, they would isolate them. To they isolate. would isolate. That's well, that's part of manipulation. But that's yes. part of manipulation. But these is girls. they isolate people, yeah. especially with narcissists. Right. Obviously with my father, he mm -hmm. did this. Uh, you know, you when you isolate, you remove all lines of connection. Right. Narcissists are very famous. I, I dated a girl who was a narcissist. And so I was in a relationship and she weeded out all of my friends. Right. But then, and I was like, because oh, I just don't think that way. And even though I have the experience with my father, I don't think I'm naive, but I am trusting. You're very trusting. Despite what I've been through. I'm right. very like, oh, because I just don't make shit up. Yeah. You <laughs> so just I let don't things go and you're else... honest. So you feel like other people will be as well. Sure. Yes. And then I get caught up in some in some stuff that I go, oh, okay. Anyways, I got caught up with this girl. Yeah. And yeah, she had basically isolated me from all these people because this, that's how they get their hooks in you. Mm -hmm. So then you become, you know, Dependent codependent on. Yeah. upon them. And then, then that's right. it. You're done. Yeah. So that's what she did. Yes. That's what a lot of what she did. And she made them trust her and feel comfortable. And she was bringing young girls who thought they were you know, coming for an internship or mentoring and a job and those types of things. And then they would, you know, slowly get into weird situations involving Jeffrey Epstein. Sure. You know, and it was like subtle things, you know, like, oh, rub his feet or do this. And they're like, okay, this is really weird, but, yeah. Yeah. you know, okay. And then it would turn into basically them then either, you know, being raped, forced into you know, having sex with him and they would, a lot of them would feel so, um, you know, like they feel like it's their fault that it happened. Like they put themselves in this situation and trusted and, you know, then it turns into this whole, they don't want to tell their family about what happened until their family's like, okay, something's going on that, you know, this person has changed and they figure out, you know, kind of what's going on. Well, there were so many girls that they did this with and a lot of them were like oh well we want to hire you as a massage therapist so they would go and find girls um, that were massage therapists that thought that they were you know going into a legit job but it turned out that you know they were expected to give happy endings is what ended up 
happening as part of this with these young girls. Sure. And now I do want to backtrack a little bit mm-hmm. because I was talking about my initial experiences in Los Angeles. And first of all, I don't like massage. I, I want to get into more massages because I know it's really good for me and stuff, mm-hmm. but I probably had, I could probably count the number of massages I've had on maybe two hands, if not one mm-hmm. in my life. Oh, wow. Um, I know it's weird. I just don't like the touching. Like it's sort of weird to me. And I also don't like the fact that I always hear about the happy ending thing because mm. it's just awkward and weird. And I don't like that. It's kind of, it's a little too much. Well, if you're I, going I, to a legit massage therapist, that is not going to be part of it. But I've had people literally that specifically will go to these massage parlors yeah. and they're like, oh, that's the place you get a happy ending. And I'm like, why is that? Why is that a thing? Yeah. Why Why do you want that? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. So Blondie Chihuahua, who, mm-hmm. who we're going to have to bring on the show one of these days, but anyone yes. who follows my Instagram at call your Landry, you know who Blondie Chihuahua is. Yes. And yeah. she's a doll. She's adorable. So she has gone into her snuggle cave, AKA her blankie. She yeah. got a heating pad under there. Did I show you that? No. I bought her a heating pad, but it's a doggy heating pad. I love that. Yeah, it's a doggy heating pad because you can't put a human one because it gets too hot. Too hot, So this yeah. is a special doggy heating pad. And I don't need, it's underneath that very thick Layer pillow. Of, yeah. But I think it's, I think it the warmth permeates. I, yeah. I, I and I think that definitely it. helps her joints because, so. yeah, as a 16-year-old chihuahua, almost, almost 17. You know, she's got some, she's got some joint issues. She's yeah. got some arthritis she's going on. Good, though, but she's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, she does very good. Back so, to yeah, the I had many friends. I <laughs> Back to the... Back, back to the creepers. creepers. Back to the creepers. So, yeah, I would have these uh, friends that would be like, you got to go to this place and you get a happy ending. And I just was like, no. When I first arrived in Los Angeles, I was a young man, a young model. And I was very privy to a lot of these things. It was very well known in this industry. And it probably still is, I'm sure. But back then, so we're talking 2003, 2004, 2005 eras. Um you know, I would have this running joke with a friend of mine who who worked at Playboy. And he would, you know, I would say to him, oh, what is that girl? You know, girls, mm-hmm. <laughs> girls got a Rolex on or big diamonds rings and she doesn't have a boyfriend or whatever. I said, I said, what, what is her deal? Is oh, you know, she's, um, she relies on the kindness of strangers, mm. which was a code word that he would always use, which means, that, you know, essentially she's a hooker. He we call them sex workers now. Se- Apparently that is the PC word. Okay. Well, she was a sex worker. She mm-hmm. would just date men for money was essentially the, the trade-off. Mm-hmm. And and I also know guys that would do the same thing with, you know, uh, uh, women and homosexual men. And, and mm-hmm. it was it's, it's a whole thing. And I could literally do episodes about this and name drop many people in the entertainment industry because I was there for all of it. And I was, I witnessed a lot of it and I had a lot of admirers. But the thing is, is that I always felt that it was all very transactional. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew everything up front. This is what it is. It is, at least you know what you're getting into. I feel the insidious and and really odious thing about this whole Jeffrey Epstein, right. Ghislaine Maxwell thing is that's not the case. Forget the underage things. It's the It's the illusion of, hey, we're giving you, he's a big, rich, Mm-hmm. billionaire he's got the successful business you're going to be his assistant but you gotta you gotta sleep with him or you gotta rub his feet or you gotta yeah. you know get you've got to help us recruit girls that are going to help him and his billionaire right. friends get off 
that's where it gets into this just really gross, just creepy, creepy, totally. you know, well, and where everyone, you know, those girls also felt safe that, oh, well, this, you know, Galena is going to be there and this is her boyfriend. And so, yeah. but she's going to be there. So, you know, I'm not going with some random stranger. I feel safe because of her. And to me, that makes her worse than him because you know, as a woman and as a girl, like you're trusting this woman who you feel is going to protect you and take care of you, but yet she's actually feeding you to the wolves and she's alluring you there. Sure. You know, and, but here's the, but here's the thing. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily playing devil's advocate and really I'm just kind of throwing this out there because we have absolutely no idea. We, mm-hmm. we don't know because Jeffrey Epstein is no longer with us. But do, I almost wonder if, you know, he's like the master puppeteer controlling, pulling the levers, you know, behind the great and powerful Oz, behind the curtain. And almost Ghislaine, uh, because she didn't have anything to gain from this at all. Mm-mm. She's affluent. She's from a good family, apparently. And she's involved yeah. with him. Was she also taken in the scam? And I don't know if they're saying this at trial, like that she was a victim. I'm sure because they're manipulation, gonna, I'm sure they're going to say Because the, the insidious nature of all of this, if he was manipulating her and controlling her, she becomes sort of this, you know, this pawn in his master plan of, of, of this. And then there's these layers upon layers. And I'm yeah. sure they have to use that as a defense. And again, I have not watched it. Well, you can't watch it. I'm sure that they will, but I, I, I'm sure, but it's almost like, um, there was this true crime documentary series that I watched on HBO. I believe it's called the vow. And it was about that Nexium cult. Are you not familiar? You, no, you have not seen this. I have not. Okay. So there was this thing. It's called the vow. And it was about this, um, well, it was it was set up as like a spiritual thing. And the guy, um, Mark, I can't remember his last name, but he was the director of What the Bleep Do We Know? Mm-hmm. He was one of the people that was brought into it initially and was fascinated with this guy who had put this um, spiritual program together as the guru and all of this. And, and it was very... Was that the yoga guy? Not that guy. Okay. But very similar. And this guy, and it was called Nexium, and it was like a, I want to say it was like a network marketing sort of thing or whatever. You bring your friends and they do these seminars. and It was called Nexium, like the heartburn medication? Yeah, something like that. Nexium, something. Okay. I, I might be butchering it. I don't know. Okay. You, could, you were the one with the computer. You could always I could go Google. Let me the go Vow go. on okay. HBO. But anyways, while you do that, this guy, basically under the, under the guise of, um, of recruiting people into his self-help program and discover your unleash your true potential, you know, nonsense like this. Uh, it was really like a sex cult. And he, there was a, a girl who was an actress. And I want to say she was like on Gilmore girls or oh, Angel yeah, 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 yeah. or something. Um, or it was... Buffy. And she became the recruiter. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And then these girls were getting oh. like branded with his initials. Yeah. And it's N X I V M is the name yeah, of the group. Self-improvement yeah. group. Yeah, Nexium. And it was Smallville actress, Allison Smallville. Mack. Smallville. What would I say? Angel and Buffy mm-hmm. the Vampire. Like all the same, but the CW. CW. Smallville, Allison Mack played Allison a recruiting Mack, yes. new member. And his name was Keith Rainier. 
Yes, Keith Rainier. And I think he's in prison for like a million years. Yeah, he was convicted of sex trafficking and racketeering conspiracy. Like during the pandemic. Among other crimes, yeah. I think he was convicted like in August of 2020 or something. Am I correct on that? Something like that? Yeah, I believe It was like a recent conviction. So I almost wonder if like, this is obviously a next step sort of Mm -hmm. thing, but this is like, and this to me feels very low rent compared to the Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, June 2019. June 2019. Oh, and is currently waiting sentencing. So he was convicted and he's awaiting sentencing now. So he's been in jail, I'm assuming, awaiting his sentencing. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. And it's like, why? Where do people come up with this insanity that, you know, they're so above everyone that they can treat people like this and hurt people and... One of the things when I was on the last episode of the podcast when I was talking mm-hmm. to Rebecca Reisner, she was telling me about a forensic files case of this couple that literally <laughs> claimed the guy had been burned alive in like a car fire. Whoa. To get insurance money and all this stuff. And then she they sent him away for like six months or a year. And then he came back. He had dyed his hair dark. And then she pretended that he was her boyfriend. But it was really like her husband that died in the fire. Oh my God. Like just craziness. And then, you know, they try to get away with it. And what I was saying to Rebecca was, you know, one of the things with my case, with my father, Mm -hmm. just the sheer audacity of thinking that you can kill my mother and bury her under a house that you've bought that you're going to live and then go and live with your mistress who's pregnant with your child and your other kids and her kids. And then life is going to go on and nobody's going to figure that shit out is mm-hmm. just staggering. It is staggering. And it's, and it all, I think it all really comes down to narcissism. Mm-hmm. It's a complete narcissistic point of view. Like, oh, everyone else is, I'm smarter than everyone. So therefore I'm going to get away with it. And I think that's what my father thought. I think that's what this, this guy, Mark Rainier thinks. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Jeffrey Epstein thought. And I think that people like Ghislaine Maxwell who were, I, and I'm not defending her at all, but I'm saying that when it comes to like manipulation and the sort of odious nature of these things, it is just, you get wrapped in. Yeah. Because a logical person goes, well, what what did she have to gain from this? You're a British socialite. I, I, I think she was fairly attractive from what I saw. Yeah. You know, so attractive girl. Uh, you know, dad owns a newspaper in New York City. I mean, the, the world is your oyster, I think. Yeah. So why this guy who really had nothing going for him? Why is was he, he even a billionaire? Running was he your like a, life? No, was, he wasn't. He wasn't. I he thought wasn't he was a billionaire. Really anything. So how did he get the money? Is there a money story behind this too? Um, you know, I think that she introduced him to people and got him hooked up with people, and then all of a sudden he started doing well. Um, so she really must have been, I don't know if she was in love with him or what her thing was. That's what I'm saying. The that, manipulation. Like. He sucked. He drew her in with his power. Yeah. And the manipulation is like the cult. But that was just the weird thing. She had a bigger standing in society than he did. She's the one who helped him get connected to people. He was not that connected before her. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, how can you be so into a guy that you'll basically bring children to him, you know, innocent girls that were young and naive. Were they all underage? Is that how it started? Not all were, but there were some. 
that definitely were and that had you know would never in a million years have gotten involved with this had um galen not been the one to bring them into it so i think she's absolutely culpable and she should go to prison and i think oh yeah she's she's worse than him because she so you think she's worse than him i think she's worse than him uh, because of the fact that she set these girls up she knew what was going to happen they had no clue and she set them up and you know groom them and she's the one who then put them in front of him like oh this is okay to do you should do this for him wow yeah and that's how she did it and finally people started coming forward and saying this isn't cool you know this is what they're doing and and they finally spoke up and it's just the saddest thing None of this should have happened. And, oh, of course not. And I don't care what she says about, oh, I was manipulated, this and oh, that. No, I'm not know? saying, I'm not using that as a defense. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. You know, Epstein's gone. Yeah. So it's almost like they're without question. You know, she's going to now get the brunt of the punishment that yeah. she rightfully deserves, but then that he probably deserves as yeah. well. When there are so it's many witnesses a, that are, you know. It's going to end up being like, you know, you know 25 consecutive life sentences yeah. you're you're in you're you have a jail sentence of a thousand years or what are, they, what are they putting bernie madoff in prison for like 163 yeah, years in prison or something you know well and the fact that her family is still standing up for her saying they don't believe that she was involved with any of it please there are so many of these young girls that are testifying oh yeah i mean i've seen this coming in and out like oh do this and we'll give you like she would buy them a purse or something if they did a sexual encounter i've seen little snippets of it some of that but it was like there was one young girl that was like the worst story that thought she was going to um like have an internship and be mentored and she was taken and isolated out somewhere where no one else was and you know, she felt pressured and bullied by, you know, Galen with how, you know, she was treated. Oh, we'll do this for you. We'll do that for you. Oh, let's get you this. Let's get you that. It's like, gosh, these people are so nice. And then all of a sudden she realizes they're not your friends. They're not your friends. There's something else brewing here. And she was somewhere where she couldn't get away. And so she felt like I just need to go with this because I don't know what's going to happen. You know, she was scared. And that's sad. And she was like, you know, it very, just started, I think, had was just starting college. And this was supposed to be like a great internship. And she was thinking, oh, great. You know, it's a great connection, you know. And because of um, Gillen's, you know, background, she thought, oh, well, she's super upstanding citizen, has sure. all these connections. She gave society. him credibility almost. Oh, completely. It's just sad. And, and at the end of the day, she's going to go to prison for a million years. He got whacked. Yeah. yeah. But these girls are left to pick up the pieces of their lives. Yeah. With these horrible people that took advantage of them. and it's Horrible. And it's just, it is really, how do you move past that? And then there's also the guilt and shame thing because then they, they let's say they meet a guy and then they're like, oh, I'm that. Mm -hmm. Or you know, are they looking, you know, the worst thing is, and, and I can relate to this hundred percent because when I would go out as a kid mm -hmm. or, you know, even as a young adult you know, in my teenage years, like I knew people were talking about me. I knew people, oh, there's, there comes oh, there's a boil that kid. There's yeah. the, there's the boil kid. 
There he is. You start to begin to wonder, do people treat you differently? Mm-hmm. See, now I'm becoming uncomfortable. I'm talking about this. I'm playing mm-hmm. with my little hair band. So look at this little, little tell, little, little yeah. tell going on here. Um, no, you start to really wonder if people are treating you a certain way because they feel sorry for you mm-hmm. or do they feel um, like they owe you something or are they taking advantage of you because they know that you are a sucker? Mm-hmm. <laughs> for example, I mean, it, not that these girls are, but they're, but you know, sharks are sharks, man. Mm-hmm. And when there's blood in the water, people try to, it's a really sick and sort of twisted thing that people, that we as human beings do to one another a lot of times. Yes. Um, not to get super dark, but it is. And we do use it as leverage to try to get what we, what do we want? It's manipulation. It's mm-hmm. just sort of part of the human condition and it's unfortunate, but you know, the, these poor girls are going to get, and you know, <laughs> these people will go into this whole thing and be like, Oh, well they're going to get money out of it or this and that. Oh, fucking money in the world. Isn't going to do a damn bit of good. It's going to mm-hmm. go to therapy. First yeah. of all, and they're lucky if they can come out of it in 20 years and feel okay with themselves. It's right. just, yep. and it didn't have to happen. Nope. That's the thing. It doesn't have to happen. But it, but this is the story of Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, you name it. Mm-hmm. J- just these creeps and people. And, we, and you know, we've been witness to this in the entertainment industry for a gajillion years. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, that's just the way it goes. Oh, you give them a blowjob, you get on a movie. You know, it's kind of sort of, it's sick. It's disgusting. It is. And it's just, and it's, and it's, and it's domination and it's a power thing. And it's just, it's really unfortunate is what it is. It really is. But what other good news do we have to discuss today? Who, oh, who got killed? Lord. Who was found in the trunk of a car after right? six months? Well, <laughs> horrible, horrible story out of Oregon. Um, on December 10th, 2020, an identified corpse of a little girl was found tucked inside a duffel bag in a forest in Lincoln County, Oregon. Mm. Um, and I lived in Lincoln County for several years. So it's really interesting to me. Wow. So I know exactly where they're talking about. Um, when the body was discovered by a hiker, police believed that she had been deceased for about two months. Um, law enforcement personnel in the Oregon State Medical Examiner's Lab submitted DNA samples and early October of 2021, the remains were identified as belonging to Haley May Koblenz. Haley was a nine-year-old, originally from Colorado. She had lived in several Oregon towns with her mother and her mother's girlfriend since 2015. Um, Parents did not report her missing. Uh, At the time of her death, uh, both the mother, Shauna Browning, 29, and the girlfriend, Lauren Harrison, 34, have been arrested. So heartbreaking. And the fact that, you know, obviously murdered this little girl and left her in a duffel bag and just went on with their lives like nothing. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Gosh, it's like if you don't want your kids, don't murder them. You know, there's somebody out there that will adopt them. them. Yeah. Oh. 100%. Um, And again, so I I think this is the thing that sort of interests me. I think about this, you know, there's a lot of talk, you know, with the science of epigenetics, right? mm -hmm. You know, trauma stored in the body, but I think that a lot of times these tragic incidences like this, for Mm -hmm. example, has a lot to do with trauma. 
No. It, and the the parent or the adult or the perpetrator's trauma being reflected on on an innocent mm-hmm. in this case a child right so i think there's two different two different ways to look at this and again this is one of the things that i think is so important with this podcast and sort of my unique perspective and the lens of which i view these things in mm-hmm. look my father is a sociopath right jeffrey epstein galen maxwell they're sociopaths mm-hmm. they are people that have no empathy they have no no remorse none of these people it is uh, deflect. It is deflection. It is blame shifting. It is narcissism. It is manipulation. It is, yeah. it is just sinister, pure evil. Then you have these people that are just fucked up from their circumstances, and they don't get the help they need, or they don't get what they're looking for out of life, and then they just snap, or then that trauma inflicts on other people you know in this case i think with this kid and they can't handle the child and instead of common sense of just oh we could give her to a nice home you know drop her off at a hospital yeah you know and just don't kill her no stuff her in a duffel bag i mean there's no reason for it like what do you think in in the night what you're not gonna get caught yeah I, i think we as human beings just do some really irrational shit in moments of just sheer panic and you know and, and it's and i think it's a real reflection of our trauma i mean you know obviously a lot of these things can be also blamed on drugs and alcohol right for sure for sure not to get into that whole subject but also the just yeah there's just it's very disturbing it is disturbing and merry christmas you know yes happy hanukkah happy festivus for the rest of us for the rest of us <laughs> uh just, Want to talk about Josh Duger? Who is Josh Duger? Josh Duger, the Dugers, the Dugers that have like five million kids and keep having kids. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, they had like a whole TV show and the whole thing. Well, Josh Duger was one of the kids of the original couple that they had done the show about, and I believe I want to say that I don't know. I hope mom is done. The mom is done having kids because it's like ridiculous. Like stop already. But Josh Duger's wife um, and him, they have had seven kids. They have seven kids. And this... Were they all born at this, born in different, like seven different individual births? Yeah. Because I did a show. I believe so. Second season of Sweet Home Sex Tuplets. Mm-hmm. The couple had one kid. And then the next go around, <laughs> it was twins. Mm-hmm. And then the next go around, it was six. All, like sex tablets. So they had nine kids, but they didn't have nine individual births. It was like three births. I mean, you, I you know, think three it birth is. settings or three pregnancies. It could be twins in here too. They're serial. Um, yeah, they think that is it pro, pro, procreators. They're serial mm-hmm. procreators. Yeah, so they had six kids. And I'm looking at the pictures of the kids and they look like individual births. So uh, obviously, because they had lots mm-hmm. of children we've we've anointed them and given them their own reality show yeah the parents um bob and michelle duger had 19 kids and their show was called 19 kids and counting so one of their 19, 19 kids and counting. counting yeah they were just on a mission to have as many kids as possible are they mormon i don't know 
Did I, would I get canceled for saying that? I don't know. I don't, think, I don't, feel like the I don't know if it's like a religious thing. I don't or feel what? like the Mormons cancel people. I think they're like, ah, we know we have a lot of kids. Yeah. We, we like big families. It's all right. But Josh Duger and his wife, uh, Mackenzie Renee Duger, have six kids, and there was another one on the way. I believe she was giving birth anytime. Um, well, he has been arrested for child pornography. They found child porn on his computer and it wasn't just like oh it was just happened to be there like accidentally downloaded this was like an encrypted file within his computer like he knew what he was doing oh yeah so he's been convicted um of so this. this is the daddy of 19 of them no this is the one he is one of the 19 children so his parents had he 19 per, children he, he so had seven has seven he has, he has seven. seven kids because of course he wanted to do what his parents did and have a million kids but Turns out that people were saying that he started molesting other kids when oh. he was 12 years old. So that means something probably happened to him somewhere in the mix, too. And, you know, I think these are religious people. They go to church. So I don't know if this is like people within their church that did this to him. And then he decided to do it because usually kids don't just out of the blue start doing stuff like this unless yeah. they've experienced something. So... Anyway, so now he did was, he do it as a child? Is that the accusation that he was molesting kids while he was a child as well? Mm-hmm. They're saying that at twelve years old that he was the perpetrator on that he was younger children. Yes. So some of his friends are coming forward saying that yeah he's been doing this for a while. Um, so that's great. So he's got seven kids. He's been cool. Let's convicted. give him a TV show. Maybe he yeah. could run for president. Yeah. So he's been convicted for this child pornography. Yeah. This whole thing is just gross. It's, it's really it's gross. terrible. It's it's gross. It's just and see that this is as horrific as the Jeffrey Epstein thing is. Absolutely, at least it's adults. Yeah, and they have a little bit more of a sense of what's going on. You now you've robbed a child of their innocence. Mm-hmm. You know, and my father did this, yeah. as we know, mm-hmm. and I called him out for it in the movie. Yeah, and then he gets all oh, I don't defensive know what and no, yeah. he didn't get defensive. He's like, like, I don't oh, know what happen. you're talking about. No, he didn't say he didn't deny. He just I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I never touched those girls. Crazy. But again, we're dealing, we're talking about a sociopath and a psychopath. And yes. He... Oh, and I read this wrong, by the way. Just, I need to make a correction here. Mackenzie Renee Duger is one of his kids. Anna Renee Duger is his wife that he married in 2018. That's Josh Duger. Wait, oh, hold on. They've had seven kids since 2018? Since 2018. Oh, 2008. Oh, I think yep. just 2008. Seven kids since 2008. And it makes me wonder because Mackenzie is, you know, was probably the first one. And it makes me wonder, like, okay, maybe you need to have some conversations with these children. Did he do something to them? Are you having all these kids? Because now you've got your own pool of, if you're looking at child porn. Yeah. And you've got children, at, you know, as a mom. And so is he claiming that the child pornography was not him, his? Oh, I'm sure. No, I don't know how that got on there, but it was like a majorly encrypted file that you had to know what you were doing. To it's put so that gross. On. I have a friend that works for the government that that literally has been working in child pornography. Hey, maybe he'll be on the show. I mean, I'd love him to be on the show. He's fantastic. Yeah. He, um, and you know, he, he at times will just be like, bro, it's, there's times when I'm just like, uh, he's a he's a strong guy. He's strong for what he's doing and, and the difference he's making in the world. But 
he was actually supposed to come to the premiere in New York City of Murder in Mansfield. Oh. And literally that night, I get a text message from him. He's like, bro, I, um, I can't make the premiere. <laughs> he goes, look, he's like, there's a guy who molested this girl and then killed her and fled the country 10 years ago and decided he wanted, they, they haven't found this guy, decided he wanted to come home and see mom. And booked himself a round trip ticket from Bailey's or wherever the hell he was hiding out to JFK. And of course it pops up on the system. He's like, and I'm going to be there to greet him. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> That's a good excuse to miss the premiere of my film. You go get him. <laughs> get that guy. Oh, which he did. And he was just like, it's, you know, he's like, but he, as he was saying to me, it, you know, it's not all the cases end that way. You know, like here it was like a victory, like, we got this, you know, mm -hmm. we got this horrific son of a bitch and he's going to just rot right. in a prison cell for the rest of his life. Right. Mm -hmm. One of the discouraging things to him is he's like, that's just so rare, you know, and you track these people mm -hmm. down. It's just like Jared, the subway guy with all the child porn. It's oh just like, how really? I know. It just, and, it's so surprising sometimes that it's, it's just, like, ugh, ugh. why? Just, it makes me. It, it makes, makes my skin crawl. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just re revolting. It's yeah. just... Ugh. Anyway, moving on. Um, then there was um, a lot of stuff that went happened on Thanksgiving week. Boyfriend and girlfriend went gobble, gobble. to Cancun for Thanksgiving vacation, and um, that's when the, is that when the jet ski people shot up shot up the whole beach? Because no, that just happened. Did that? No, no, no. This was this is something different. He actually murdered her. <laughs> Murdered his girlfriend. Her body was found in their hotel room. He's been charged. He's in custody. Um, yeah. It's like, great. Go on vacation and kill your girlfriend. That seems to be a thing. Uh, Going on vacation and killing your girlfriend? Young people. Yeah. Well, Gabby Petito, they went on that road trip and he killed her. And then now they go on a vacation and, you know, it's like, what is happening? What is what? happening with the, you know, the next generations? It's like, it's getting a little wild and out there. It's wild and out. It's wild and out. Yeah. And then they're filming it all for the interwebs. They're TikToking it all. Yes. They're TikToking it all. That's so unbelievable. And then you have the poor, you know, Kansas city police officer who someone took his dog out of the backyard, his three month old puppy, you know, black German shepherd puppy that he's raising to be a police dog. Um, and they beheaded his dog. What kind of sick SOB does that? Clearly they haven't seen John Wick. Ugh. That is the worst part of that movie, by the way. I understand that like, but when they kill the, when the guy kills the dog, I'm like, and I think everyone who watched that movie was just like Keanu, John Wick, you go burn those motherfuckers alive. Dogs and children. Children, dogs. It's like even innocent. innocent it's I'm innocent. not a fan of cats, innocent. but still, it's like why? Hey, you, you you saw don't fuck with cats. Oh right? yeah, that was that. Gross. That is one of those things that I happen to. And like I said, I'm not a huge true crime fan. I, I take that back. I'm like a true crime fan. I think like heists, mm -hmm. like how they pull off like art. Yeah. theft and there was a great series called heist that's on netflix not the scripted one not the not the spanish mm -hmm. show but the you know mm -hmm. they they rip off like the pappy van winkle thing and like i found that very fascinating yeah. those types of things i do 
murderers, stuff like that. I'm not too fascinated in, but I don't know where I was going with this. What was I saying? You were talking about John Wick and how they killed the dog and John Wick, which now I'm never watching John Wick. I can't. It's like anytime they like talking about killing, you know, an animal or you think they're going to as part of it or like the hills have eyes when, you know, they I've kept al- that. alluding to the fact that they were going to kill this baby, which don't well, watch it. was it. like zombies. You though, can't. Right? Un- it was zombies. N- no. No, they were like... Or Hills Have Eyes, is that like... People, is it like... It's Hills It's have like eyes? Area 51, and it's... But there's no zombies, that, right? No, I there were it was people zombies. that were affected by the blast that went on there with the, whatever the chemicals, radiation, and then they... Well, so they're sort of zombies. They're altered, and they're definitely... They're altered. They're definitely like mountain <laughs> they're people altered. that they're just, they torture people, probably cannibals on top of it. I mean, just the whole thing is just so wrong. So, and it's like, I wish I could unsee that movie. There's a few movies I wish I could unsee. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, there's, there's definitely a few movies that I wish I could unsee. Yeah. Hills of Ice. Uh, unfortunately, some of them I think I was, I had a hand in I making. <laughs> Just kidding. Just well, am I, oh, I went to a premiere of a film that I, that I shot, which mm-hmm. looks beautiful. Cool. But I was left out of the credits and yeah, it was interesting. That's for sure. That's, that's too bad. It's totally too bad. I don't want to oh. give it any more airtime than that, but yeah. it was a bummer. Yeah. Um, well, this was fun. Yeah. This is fun. Now, this this time of year is always very tough for me because this is like the anniversary time of murder and New Year's Eve is coming up, Mm -hmm. Christmas, all that fun stuff. And I am headed back to Mansfield, Ohio. In fact, when this episode airs, I will be in Mansfield, Ohio. Yes. And I will be taking care of Blondie. And you will be taking care of Blondie. Blondie will be with her auntie, Bren Bren. Yes. In her little snuggle tent that you said your yes. son is making My for her. My son is building her a little snuggle tent so she's nice and warm and feels safe so that she doesn't, uh, she isn't nervous and uncomfortable while you're away from her. Yes, which I will be worried about her the entire time. Well, I won't be worried about her, but I, I'm no. a very, I I'm, a, I'm a dog parent yes. and I, and you know, I don't have a child and I've had her literally since she was, a, I realized, so this is interesting. So yeah. my neighbor, who is also ironically from Ohio, mm-hmm. he was talking about his daughter Nico driving mm-hmm. like he's teaching her how to drive and, and she's very scared about the about driving here in Santa Monica and mm-hmm. I'm like honey like Santa Monica like come on like yeah. that's not as bad <laughs> no. as a lot of places to around here go to the Starbucks drive through in San Fernando yes. if you want to see some real shit go down that's right. in the car that's right anyways so she's just starting to drive and I realized at that moment that my dog is older than his daughter that crazy it's nuts blondie do you want to drive in santa monica she doesn't she's she's not down with it Mm -hmm. she's peaced out she gets paranoid enough about me riding around on the one wheel yeah (laughs) she's like nope nope and she's Uh, that dog that runs around no betting no betting no betting no betting no No betting betting, which i guess is a tiktok thing that i still it is i don't really yep and she is the the queen of it she's the queen of it i should be filming her for that you really should oh my god you could put the voice with her all the time because anytime i try to pet her she's like ah get away from me she's just uh, yeah, yeah it's oh blondie but I we know. love her very much we um, do. but anyways so as as people are listening to this i will be in mansfield ohio uh it's 60 degrees in mansfield ohio it's actually warmer wow. there than it is 
until the day I arrive. Yes. And then then it goes to, you ready for this? What? 27. Oh, fun. 27. Do you bring thick socks? No, so I'm gonna. So I've got this really cool leather jacket that I just got. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna wear this leather jacket underneath another jacket. So I'm gonna have coats for coats. Yeah, it's gonna say probably a hooded sweatshirt, a few layers. I'm. It's. I'm. I'm bringing all the layers because I'm just. I'm literally thinking to myself. I'm like, I get cold here when it gets down to 50, and I'm just like, oh no, I don't want to do anything. I know. 27, and because of the pandemic, I haven't been. I haven't been home for almost two years. Yeah. And I haven't really experienced that weather. I mean, I was in Seattle recently, but you know, it wasn't that cold. It was yeah. cold, but it wasn't like that cold. No. 27 degrees. Come on, man. That's what? really cold. Anyways. Well, this has been fun. Yes. I'm Collier Landry. And I'm Brenda Fisher. And this is Moving Past Murder. Thanks, y'all. This podcast is made possible by support from listeners just like you. Please visit mpmpodcast.com to show your support today. The film A Murder in Mansfield is available on Investigation Discovery, Discovery Plus, and Amazon Prime Video. This podcast is a production of Don't Touch My Radio in association with RSA Entertainment.